But when Jesus heard it, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. For we who are the hearers and by faith the doers on tonight. You may be seated. <laughs> In the presence of the Lord. I just want those five words, I'll read it again, but when Jesus heard it, I want us to, if we will, uh, just read it one more time, but this time let's read it aloud together, those few words. What do they say? But when Jesus heard it. I think those words are, are pregnant tonight with a message for all of us who are children of God. They're words, I think, that should bring us comfort. They're words, I think, that should settle us. Whatever our circumstance, whatever our condition, may be this evening, however it is that we came to this council gathering. I certainly think there's import in these words that can speak to all of us. I'm always amazed, I just shared this with the saints at home oft times, how God's word has the ability to speak to several situations at the same time. That's the amazement of God's word. Not only would I say it's the amazement of God's word, it's the mystery of God's word. The writer said it's powerful, quick, powerful, alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Then he tells us with what precision uh, that sword can cut with. It can not dis disjoint joints, cut off pieces of flesh. But his word, he said, can divide asunder the soul from the spirit. That means that's deep. Because none of us know really where our soul begins and where our <laughs> spirit ends. We see each other in our corporeal bodies, but God's word permeates our flesh, goes down into the depths of our personhood, and differentiates between soul and spirit. God's word is so powerful until it can speak to things that are in you that you didn't know were in you. It can speak over your past, over your present, over your future, all at the same time. I think this chapter speaks to us tonight. It's a rich chapter. There's so much that is embedded in this chapter. It's almost, in my mind, a little Bible all by itself. Eighth chapter of Luke covers a lot of grounds. It's a long chapter. 
runs on for about 56 verses. Narrative is powerful. It's enlightening. It's, uh, you might call it an adventurous chapter. And I think all of us tonight would agree that when you walk with Jesus, it is an adventure. Somebody say, well, I haven't had any adventure. That's because you're not walking with him. You can't walk with Jesus with, without being amazed sometime. Can I get a witness? Deliver me from saints who are saved, but the, the thrill is gone. No excitement. I don't know how you could sit in this room tonight and not feel something. I don't want anybody to feel put upon. You don't have to be a jumper. Shout in. I don't see no jump hand. Where he at? Jumped off uh, fire stand and hit this floor so hard. I don't know what kind of step he was doing. <laughs> you don't have to shout like him. But you ought to feel something. Amen. Ought to make you smile, nod your head. I saw our, our council chairman, I saw tears running down his cheeks. Just, just being with Christ evokes emotion. This chapter is one riveted with emotion. It starts out with a rich parable, and I'm not going to even go into all of that. But Jesus was a, a teacher, was a trainer, dressed as rabbi. And, and in this scripture, he <laughs> it's interesting enough. Uh, he talks about his word and the responses to his word. Everybody, uh, whether you like it or not, responds to his word. No response is a response. God's word comes to do something if, if we let it. Bible talks in Hebrews, it says the word preached did not profit them. Y'all remember that? <laughs> because uh, those individuals who heard the word, they failed to mix it with faith. No need in hearing from God if you're not going to believe him. I want everybody to, this is the first time you bother your neighbor, ask, ask your neighbor, why, why are you here tonight? Why are I hope we came to worship him, but I also hope we came to hear from him. Can I get a witness? No point in going to church if we're not going to hear from God. Enough shows going on. Enough flesh being manifested in our midst. If there ever was a time that we need to hear from him, him. This is the time. 
Let him that hath an ear to hear. Let him do what? Let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. Speak, Lord. Isn't that what the man said? Thy servant hear it. Speak. This chapter speaks to us. You know what I love about God's word? It's, um, it's inexhaustible. What do you mean? It never runs out. Sometimes preachers, we feel frantic. We put on the spot, you know, because of uh, this modern age. And we've almost been forced into being entertainers. We sometimes stress out about the preaching situation. Now, we should be concerned. But we shouldn't be stressed out about the preaching situation because we feel like we must be entertainers. Can I take my time tonight? Push my button. Work my fancy. Entertain my intellect. That's not why we're here. That's not why we preach. <laughs> Preaching of the gospel is not to entertain, but it's to break shackles. It's supposed to take yokes off of necks. It's supposed to open doors that Satan has been holding closed. Preaching of the gospel is supposed to Lift us up from that low place. Take us to that high place. And I found out the longer I preach, and I may not do well tonight, but I found out we're supposed to preach the word. Not man-made philosophy. <laughs> Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Be instant, in season, and preach it when you feel like it. Preach it when you don't feel like it. <laughs> preach it when they listen. Preach it when they don't listen. Preach it when they're happy with you. Preach it when they're not happy with you. Preach it when they're tired. Preach it when they sit on the tie. Preach the word. His word's exhaustible and I got out of that entertainment business. Uh, uh, if I can just appeal, I just need about 12 minutes or so. If I can just appeal to, again, what I say to the congregation, I pastor, and you know, it's one thing to evangelize, but it's another thing to preach to the same folk every week. You know, uh, I've been pastoring going on 36 years. I was talking with the pastor here. He got. 45 years in, and, uh, you know, it may look easy, but when you're preaching to the same people, they've been with you a while. They know when you're going to say amen, when you're going to say hallelujah, when you're going to pivot on a leg. They... Sometimes they're there, tell me something new. This is this is the age, you know. Folk want something new, but 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 I, I told the saints we ain't got but these sixty six books. 
Everybody got a Bible. Just tell, tell, tell your neighbor, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing else to preach but this. <laughs> Sooner or later, we got, to, we got to read the same story. Read the same text. Can I get a witness? But God's word is so rich, it, it don't matter how many times you read it. How many know the Holy Ghost will give you something else? I want to throw this in. I've been saved long enough to find out that, that a lot of the times I don't need something else. I need what I already heard. The Bible, the apostle said, I put you in remembrance. Sometimes we heard something, but we forgot about it. Sometimes it, it, it's in our mind, but it's not in our spirit. Thy word have I hid in my heart. That what? I might not sin against thee. So this text tonight, and I'm going to be through very shortly, this text is one that, that stirs up my spirit. Every time I read it, I, I get gratified. Every time I read it, I get inspired. Every time I read it, I'm, I'm just reminded of, of, of how great the Lord is, how mighty and how powerful he is. Uh, I, when I read the scripture, uh, uh, I, I'm reminded of what a magnet Jesus was. You read the first uh, few verses of this chapter, and, and everything seems so disparate in the text, <laughs> uh, uh, but yet somehow it all weaves together. The first, uh, first few verses of this chapter, it talks about Jesus and his ministry and what he was doing, preaching hither and thither and everywhere, uh, and the, 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 the 12 were hanging out with him. But, but, but I love the fine print of the Bible, and I love how the Lord lays things out lays little nuggets there for us to come back and pick up later on. You know, he wanted us, I think, in this chapter to know that the church is not just about men, but that the church is also about women. Now, I thought I was going to get amen from the sister. Every sister tells somebody, I'm in this thing too, I'm. You're anointed just like the man is anointed. We have our gender roles. But God is not restrictive with his anointing. Sometimes women will do what men won't do. I'm going to get in trouble tonight. <laughs> I have told the saints... And I love my brothers. We need the men in the church. But I've told them on more than one occasion that if the sisters leave, I'm going with them. Sometimes, you know, with men, you got to get in a testosterone contest. Sisters just say, what you need me to do, Pastor? But men, we, we got to go ego to ego. And the Bible says that there were certain women 
who had been with Jesus. They had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Even mentions Mary called Magdalene. Y'all remember her? <laughs> Out of whom went seven devils. And the Bible says, Joanna, the wife of Tuza, who was Herod's steward, the keeper of his goods and household, and Susanna, and many others were there. Now catch what it said about the women. It said they ministered unto him of their substance. That means the sisters was raising the money. That's why I'm going with them if they leave. <laughs> the Bible says they ministered to him of their substance. They didn't just talk church. They put in church. They didn't just hang around Christ and, and, and observe what he was doing, but they wanted to be engaged in what he was doing. Bible points that out in this text. And beyond uh, uh, the next several verses, I'm almost through, uh, uh, we see the various responses to the gospel. And all I, all I want to say about that is I, I'm glad when the gospel came to me that God fixed my heart so it was ready to receive. Let me, let me just tell everybody here tonight and remind you again of something you already know. You didn't save yourself. It wasn't you who just made up your mind on your own that, that, that I'm going to be saved. Sometimes we take too much credit. That's why... Testimony service, a lot of times it's bragamony service. People stand up, beating their chests, talking about who I am, what I am, when I got saved, how I got saved. But, but, but remember this, it, it, it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure, you wouldn't be saved if God didn't give you a mind to be saved. I need about five people that'll take five seconds and just praise him for the mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave me this mind. I didn't, I didn't get this mind on my own. I'm not saved by my own willpower. I'm saved because of the will of God for my life. For by grace, y'all ain't saying nothing. Grace, you're saved through faith. That not of yourself. It is the gift of God. And Paul wrote elsewhere, and he said, thank God for the unspeakable gift. I got something I can't even describe. Look at your neighbor and tell him that's why that's why I shake sometimes. Have the Holy Ghost shimmers. That's why I get up. That's why that young man jumped tonight. He had to express something that was beyond the ability of his speech. If I couldn't say a word. Do I have any hand wavers? Tell your neighbor, when I wave my hands, it's not because I'm crazy. 
It's because I'm having a flashback. Look where he... Problem with some saints, we don't think enough. We don't have a memory. We get up in here and want to act like we, we, we always have been saved. Always have been clean. I believe every now and then you need to revisit your past. Think about what you used to be. And I know some folk, well, I was raised in the church. Think about what you could have been. Thank God for a memory. Thank God for a memory. Remembering my affliction. The wormwood and the gall. Isn't that what the Jeremiah said? He said, my soul still hath them in remembrance in me. And, and it's humbled in me. Praise keeps you humble. A memory keeps you humble. <laughs> a memory will keep you humble in, in a Louis Vuitton outfit. I can't get no help tonight. It'll keep you humble in gators. Lizard skin shoes. I was on the plane today, man. Had on ostrich boots and... Had them planted up against the wall on the plane. But you got to remember when you didn't have that. I need somebody to tell somebody, I ain't always been what I am right now. I owe him a praise. I owe him a hallelujah. I owe him a thank you, Jesus. I have no right to come and hold my peace when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that is done for me. My soul cries out hallelujah. Almost through, it's riveted. It's interesting. The Lord, he, he, he sows it all together. Sows this chapter together. We, we just move from situation to situation, from day to day. We look up. <laughs> About 22 verses down, now we're in a ship. Jesus speaks to his disciples. He says, let us go over to the other side of the lake. I, everybody tell somebody, y'all going to work with me tonight? T tell somebody the Lord want to take you somewhere. That's part of the adventure. Going on a journey with the Lord. God, don't let me be saved and be stagnant. Don't let me be saved and be at a standstill. God, God is always moving. The Spirit of the Lord moved on the face of the waters. And, and catch this. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Lord just told me to tell somebody, I work in the darkness. Yeah. 
When you can't see your way, I've already made a way. I work in the God. You'll keep your feet from stumbling. He said, let's go to the other side. They launched forth. Can I have about 10 more minutes? <laughs> and the Bible says, as they sailed, he fell asleep. While they obeyed him, he went on radio silence. <laughs> and while he was down in the bow of the ship, the Bible says, there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water. And we're in jeopardy. Y'all remember that story, don't you? <laughs> they got upset like you get upset sometimes. Some of y'all get mad with the Lord. He didn't come through when I thought he should have came through. And now I'm, I'm, I'm in this situation. Look like the folk don't care and, and you don't care either. <laughs> you, you know what the Bible says. They ran down, woke him up, said, Master, Master, we perish. I think, I think they really say, don't you care? Water is coming in the boat. You told us to go to the other side. And we're taking on water and our lives ostensibly are in jeopardy. Don't you care? <laughs> but Jesus woke up. I got to go out of order. He asked them, where's your faith? Say, say this to them real quick. Say, 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 I don't know what turmoil you're in right now. But God told the preacher to tell me to ask you. Where is your faith? Sitting around murmuring and complaining. Upset about your situation. Upset with God. Mad at everybody. Because it looked like he done, he done went to sleep on me. He's no longer responsive to me. <laughs> but Jesus said, where is your faith? And then you know what he did. <laughs> he spoke to the wind. He spoke to the unruly waves. He spoke to the thunder rumbling behind the clouds and the lightning flickering. Across the sky, the Bible says he rebuked them. Yes, yes, yes. Don't you know who I am? I thought I was in a Jesus is God church. Aren't you familiar with my voice? I speak with the same voice that I spoke on the morning of nothing and said, let there be. 
try to drown me. Peace be still. How many know he can fix it with a word? see the witnesses that know what I'm talking about. You tried every kind of way to get yourself together and nothing seemed to work, but then the Holy Ghost can show up with one word. Set everything in order. He said, peace. I want you to wave your hand over your neighbor right now and say, peace, peace. Y'all got to say it with authority. Say it with authority. Say it like you're binding demons and devils. Say it like no weapon formed against you. Say it one more time. Look at somebody and say, I command peace in your life. Peace on your job, peace in your home, peace in your church, peace in your mind, peace. Ikaya. Bible says immediately there was a great calm. Blessed quietness. Holy quietness. I got to move on. What assurance in my soul. Or the stormy sea. Jesus speaks to me. Billows cease to roll. Peace, peace. Wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. Forever I pray. In thy phantomless billows of love. Lord told me to tell somebody, bathe yourself in my peace right now. Y'all act like you're afraid to do it. in your house. Stress got to go. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. That spirit of depression has got to lift up off you tonight. Peace! Oh, I see those demons after your child, but you got enough anointing to speak over your child tonight. I dare you to declare peace over your son. Peace over your daughter. I dare you to open your mouth and say, Satan, take your hands off of my children. Get out of my Take your seat, if you will. (laughs) 
know, they, they shouldn't have been afraid. Why would you be afraid when Jesus is on board the ship? Why would you be afraid when you're on assignment for Jesus? He's not going to tell you to do what he's not going to enable you to do. Somebody needs to step out. Somebody has an assignment you need to step out on tonight. You've been paralyzed by fear. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. But the Lord said, your, your, your ship can't sink with me on board. I don't care how bad the storm is. Your boat's going to have buoyancy. It's going to ride out the wave. It's going to ride out the storm. Lord just told me to tell somebody, this too shall pass. <laughs> Got to close. He got to the other side. I'm almost through. He got to the other side. Y'all remember what happened? When he got on the other side of the lake, there was this demoniac. He was there. Now I know why the devil wanted to kill me. Because there's somebody I'm supposed to deliver when I get out of this. <laughs> the man that's there in the graveyard, I don't have a lot of time. You know his situation. Had a whole lot of demons. <laughs> so many demons until when the Lord asked the name, they said legion. Now, I know some of y'all have counted the exact number. But legion really, uh, in a general sense, it just means many. Now, I don't know about y'all, one demon is enough for me. This man had many demons. <laughs> and the Bible says the, the spirits cried out. He said, what have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou son of God. The devil know who Jesus is. What have we to do with thee? And you know what happened? Jesus cast the demons out, sent them over into a, a flock of swine, and the, the devil is so bad, the swine didn't want to live with him. Why would you want to live with what pigs don't want to live with? They ran over and drowned themselves in the sea. You know that story. Jesus told them, no, no, don't, don't tell nobody. Now we're almost there. Oh, everybody's hanging with him now. Huh? He's got money in the ministry. He's teaching the word. He speaks to the wind. And the wind obeys his voice. 
Now he, he encounters a man who kept up a racket around the graveyard, running around naked in the graveyard. He casts the demons out and sends him home clothed and in his right mind. Everybody now, <laughs> they're on top of Jesus. Now, now, now here comes Jairus, ruler of the synagogue in Capernaum. Jairus comes. Jairus has a daughter who's sick, gravely ill. He had to swallow his pride and, and go to Jesus. He had to eat up perhaps what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were saying and, and go to Jesus. You know, desperation will break you down. Some people can't figure that out. Why is my life so hard? Jesus is waiting on you to come to him. keep bumping my head up against the wall. He, he, he says, I'm trying to help you figure it out that nobody can help you but me. I wish I was in the right church. I need somebody to tell somebody ain't no help outside of God. You can't help yourself. That's why you keep on coming up short. You're trying to do it yourself, but he said, why are you trying to figure it out? I done already worked it. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. I need somebody that ain't too proud to say it. Say, all of my help. Tell them where it came from. Can you say that one more time? All of it. All of it. I need y'all to just say, you didn't do anything yourself. All of it. All of my help. I can't think without God. I can't breathe without God. I can't move without God. I wish somebody that wasn't too proud, they would tell their neighbor right now, the only reason I'm sitting up in this chair is because God's holding me up. by power, not by might, but by my spirit. He's the lift in my hand. I'm trying to teach y'all a little bit more about what to praise God for. Some of y'all waiting for big stuff. You got to learn how to praise him for the little stuff. Praise him because you can see. Praise him because you can taste. Praise him because you can feel. In him we live. We move. We have our very being. God, tell somebody, God is keeping me together. Wasn't for God, I'd disintegrate. Wasn't for God, the, the, the particles of my body. Can I have three more minutes? Particles of my body would break down. 
If it wasn't for God, my body would lose its molecular structure and atoms would implode and disintegrate into a million different directions. But God is holding me together. Look at your neighbor again and say, and don't let me start talking about all the pressure I've been through. I've been through enough to lose my mind. But God kept my mind together. Somebody ought to praise him. Praise him. Ah. Oh. Y'all forgive me. I'm thinking about all those times I almost lost it. He heads down to Jairus' house. Getting ready to close. He heads down. Y'all just help me get it out there. He heads down. Y'all not talking to me. Help a tired preacher and say, he heads down, he heads down. to Jairus' house. house. Oh, yeah. Jairus is looking for his help. He's looking for his deliverance. Looking for his little girl to be healed. The Bible says now there's a, there's a great crowd there. They're thronging all around him. Everywhere. People, we, what else is this man going to do? What else, is he, 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 what else is he getting ready to work out? And they followed him. The Bible says the, the crowd was so large until they thronged him. Everywhere he was. Him and bumping into him. And, 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 and in the midst of all of that, the Bible says there was a woman who had an issue of blood. You know how the preachers worked it out for 12 long years. <laughs> issue of blood. For 12, ask somebody how long you had your issue. I heard you. Somebody say, too long. <laughs> Twelve years. She heard that there was a stranger in the city and that he was here. She'd gone from doctor to doctor, but nobody could get a well. But she heard about this man, Jesus. She made up in her mind. If if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And so she got up from her sick bed, pressed her way through the streets, pushed her way through the crowd, reached out and grabbed the hem of his garment. And the Bible says immediately, I dare you to tell somebody he can do it just like that. Go back at your neighbor. You got to help me preach. Go back at your neighbor and say, as a matter of fact, the preacher told me to tell you that God said, I'm going to get some stuff together for you tonight. By the time you walk out the doors of this church, 
somebody to take five seconds and praise God for help that's on the way. Tell three people it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to Y'all ain't saying it fast enough. Say it enthusiastically. Getting ready to happen. Getting ready to happen. Getting ready to happen. Go back at him and say, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Ready to happen. You may be seated. Getting ready. Getting ready to happen. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Y'all ain't helping me preach. Look at somebody and say, I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. I saw that woman, she, I see her, you may be seated, I see her. She got a healing, went back, got a healing. Went back into the crowd, hid out in the crowd. She got a healing. Hid out in the crowd. And the Bible says Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? Disciples said, Lord, you, 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 you must be tired. Don't you see all these folk around? All these folk pressing you, thronging you. Jesus said, I know the difference. I know the difference between a bump and a touch. She didn't bump me. She touched me. Because I felt virtue go out of my body. And he stopped, put everything on hold. Said, I'm not going anywhere until I find out who touched me. Y'all not going to receive it tonight. But the Lord told me to tell somebody, I've held up your next blessing. Because you haven't glorified me for your last blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor. If you want another miracle, you got to praise him for your last miracle. I wish I had some praises in the house tonight. Can I get five praises that will raise their hand to heaven? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I don't know about you, but down through the years, God's been good to me. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. <laughs> I got the clothes. Go to my seat tonight. It's time for me to sit down. Head on back to Detroit. But before I go tonight, while Jesus stopped and dealt with that woman, while Jesus stopped 
and got a testimony. I heard the Bible say that they came from Jairus' house. The servants came and walked up to Jairus and said, Hey, Jairus, leave Jesus alone. Hey, Jairus, I wish somebody would help me preach. Would you get your preacher voice and say, hey, Jairus, come on home. You don't need to trouble him any further. Your daughter is dead. I got to close tonight. They brought words of discouragement. They brought words of unbelief. They brought words of doubt. They brought words of deprecation. But I'm so glad the Bible said, but when Jesus heard it, I wish I had somebody that would help me preach tonight. Look at one more neighbor and say, neighbor, I got to leave you alone. Say, I don't know what you've been dealing with. I don't know how much hell you've been going through. I don't know how many demons you've been wrestling with. It may look like you've been all by yourself, but the Lord told me to tell you, I heard about it. I heard. I wish I could get some help. Shake your neighbor's hand again and say, hey, neighbor, the Lord told me to tell you, I heard about your situation. I heard about your dilemma. I heard about your heartache and pain. I heard the songwriter say, Jesus, no all about our struggle he will guide till the day is done there's not a friend y'all don't want to help me preach there's not a friend i can't hear nobody that y'all ain't talking to nobody Jesus, no, not one, no, not one. I got to go to my seat, but can I tell you what the Lord told me to tell you? He said, I heard about it, and he said, all I want you to do is keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep on breathing in me, hold to your faith, swear to your own hurt, refuse the chains. He told me to tell you, I'm still on your side. If I be for you, I'm more than the world against you. I wish I could preach. Somebody help me preach and say, hey, neighbor, keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep on hoping. But joy, joy, 
It's not! 